Changes sports talk in the street sports with your host D Train. What's really good with y'all today, man? All right, today's show brought to you by humongousinfinityapparel.com. All right, humongousinfinityapparel.com. All right, make sure you hit that, check that out. You know, all the latest loyalty or nothing, loyalty or nothing, where. Also, get you some custom-made stuff, all right? We doing hoodies, hats, shirts, pants, you know, whatever it is you need to, to make your outfit, set it off right, all right? So check that out. But on this sports talk today, we hear about the NFL. National Football League kicks off its season today, Thursday, September 9th, 2021, all right? And tonight's game will feature the champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, defending their home turf against the Dallas Cowboys, all right? Jerry's world is going to Tampa Bay. The game will kick off tonight, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.20 Pacific Time. Uh, You know, this Tom Brady... Versus Dak Prescott, ultimately. Um, Tampa Bay returns with that furious defense, you know, re-signing Shaq Barrett. I still got Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White as the linebacker, uh, Antoine Whitfield Jr. in the, in the secondary, making his name known. Uh, that offense still features wide receiver Mike Evans, uh, Charles Godwin. Uh, he re-signed, you know, to stay. Uh, Leonard Fournette is back. Uh, Ronald Jones the second is there. Rob Gronkowski is back. O.J. Howard went down last year early, didn't get a chance to actually, you know, participate fully in a Super Bowl run, even though he got his ring for sure. Uh, but he'll be looking to make a name for himself this year as he returns healthy and ready to go. The Dallas Cowboys, they bring back Dak Prescott, who went out last year with an ankle injury. He's looking to show that he's back to his MVP uh, caliber form. Uh, he has a plethora of weapons, you know, starting with Ezekiel Elliott behind him, Big Zeke, old state Buckeye. Right? He's looking to, you know, solidify himself as one of the top five running backs in the league. It seems he's a forgotten name. Amari Cooper is back. Uh, he suffered a little injury mishaps last year, but he's back fully healthy, ready to go. Second year for wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Uh, they also have wide receiver Michael Gallup, and, and they'll be looking to put points up on the board, all right? Their defense has a new new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, all right? He got Michael Parsons, 
top 10 pick out of Penn State back there. Uh, with the, and that linebacker core to go with Vander Esch. Also to go with uh, Jalen Smith. And Randy Gregory is back. You also got Demarcus Lawrence. So they'll be looking to make a name for themselves. Uh, but this game will definitely be a highly, is a highly anticipated game. You know, see if Tampa Bay is going to keep the same momentum that they had last year. And if Dallas can show that they're a playoff contender or even a championship contender team to start up the year. Uh, but like Dallas and Tampa Bay, uh, we're here for another game. Uh, a game that is a tone setter uh, in its likeness to this previous game. Uh, it's about two teams in the AFC looking for supremacy. All right. Who is the best? Buffalo could be the best. Even though the reigning champs, you know, the reigning AFC champs, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they still got something to say. Uh, they're at home defending their AFC crown or set to start off the season defending their AFC crown against the Cleveland Browns, baby. The dog pile is an arrowhead. Yeah. So, you know, last year, the Kansas City Chiefs ended, ended the Browns season 22-17. Uh, to 17. Uh, You know, Chad Henney with the miraculous 413-and-a-half-yard run, you know, to help close out the game before uh, passing it to Tyreek Hill on the sideline to close it out. You know, we could argue that the Browns was robbed, you know, that, that Sorensen hit on uh, Rashad Higgins. You know, that was a TD, you know, would have made it 10-16, to 16, you know. But uh, these Chiefs come back, all right, with a whole new line, all right. They revamped their offensive line. They felt like, you know, they weren't able to really protect Patrick Mahomes the way they needed to. And the former Super Bowl MVP, former Super Bowl champion, former league MVP, and is, you know, going into his fourth year uh, or fifth year as a starter, I believe. Uh, you know, fourth year as a starter, fifth year in the league. Uh, you know, half a million dollar, half a billion dollar quarterback. I mean, he ready to go, right? He has Tyreek Hill, number one option, you know, human joystick part two, 2.0, you know. Uh, they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire as the running back, you know. McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson is the other wide receivers. Pringle was a receiver. Uh, but this line, they traded for Orlando Brown, 6'8", you know, 330, 360. You know, they signed Joe Thune, all right, 6'5", you know, 300-plus. You know, they got the young draft pick, Creed Humphrey. You know, he 6'5", 6'6", 300-plus. Uh, they have Trey Smith, rookie. He's like 6'6", 3'30", three, all right. And they also have uh, Lucas Name. Niang, Lucas Niang, I'm sorry. Uh, he's like 6'6", 350, all right? Uh, so they got some big guys out there to protect Mahomes. 
uh, he's going to have some time because just the amount of space and ground that these guys cover is going to present a lot of problems for opposing defensive lines and blitzers. Uh, you know, you could say, hey, you know, five, Tyreek only five, ten, you know, uh, 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 McCall Harmon only five, ten, you know, Edwards are there on like five, eight, you know, but they also have Travis Kelsey, who's like six, five at the tight end. You know, Demarcus Robinson's like six foot, Pringle's like six foot. So, I mean, you know, they have a plethora of ways, all right, a multitude of playmakers that can hurt any opposing defense at any given time, right? Playing at home, setting the season off, Mahomes is healthy. You know, he had a toe injury that slowed him down at the end of the season, you know, really aggravated against the Browns and just held up as best he could against Tampa Bay as they just continuously attacked him for 60 minutes. Uh, So they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, all right? And they're looking to go back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. But these Cleveland Browns, baby, oh, my God, all right? These Cleveland Browns are primed to make some noise, all right? Last year, these Cleveland Browns finished 11 and 5 for the regular season, uh, 12 and 6 overall, going 1 and 1 in the playoffs, making it to the second round, where again, I alluded to, they lost to these same Kansas City Chiefs. And they're getting a chance to bring their retooled defense in the arrowhead and show them how last year was a fluke. Yes, I'm saying that. Last year, Kansas City should have lost, and Cleveland didn't even have a defense, all right? I mean, we didn't even have a defense, all right? Hold on. Let me go full screen right quick. We didn't even have a defense. We had a defensive line, all right? We had a, you know, we had some we some nice little youngins at, at the linebacker spot, you know, still learning new system, no preseason, you feel me? Everybody was talking down. They talking down on the quarterback, all right? They, they you know, y- y'all real disrespectful to Cleveland, real – Real disrespectful to the land. And y'all need to know something, bro. We coming for the glory, all right? Now, Cleveland coming in, as I say, with this retool defense, man, but they come back with the same offense, all right? And before I even get to this offense, I want to talk about this Kansas City defense for a second, all right? Because on this Kansas City defense, right, which is led by defensive tackle Chris Jones, all right? They also have Frank Clark on the other side, all right? Frank Clark is a, is a dog. I believe he came over from San Francisco a few couple years ago, last offseason in trade. Or, uh, no, I think he was a free agent. They got Jaron Reed, a defensive tackle from Seattle, and they also still got Derek Nandy, all right? Um, you know, they run a basically a four two five. They run the same system that uh Joe Woods in Cleveland wants to run. All right. And and their coach, uh Steve Spagnola, just think, you know, he think he raw. All right. But when you got Chris Jones on the end and Frank Clark on the end and you can uh, you know, bring pressure as these guys are like six four, six six, you know. You got a chance, all right? Um, 
But this secondary is led by the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, in their four-two-five. Uh, they have Daniel Soros and still Mike Hughes is there, Legarius Sneed, Shaverius Ward. Uh, you know, and these young corners, you know, still got a lot to prove. But when you got the Honey Badger back there, and you got two, uh, two, two outstanding pass rushers, uh, guys who can go after the quarterback and you know uh, maintain a hold on the run on a, a running game. You know you you playing with something. You know they've been playing with each other for quite a few years for the sort of continuity, knowing each other, knowing the system. You know taking another year to build on whatever goods they already have from the previous year. They're dangerous. All right, I completely understand. To a degree. <laughs> so I guess it ain't completely. <laughs> but I understand to a big degree. To a large degree. How? You know. They would feel like Kansas City is virtually untouchable. Now I got Kansas City going 13-4. Just because, you know, I feel like Kansas City's secondary and linebacking core outside of the Honey Badger, is in question. I feel like outside they two defensive line ends, and maybe Jaron Reed. Everything else is suspect, all right? And depending on who they facing, uh, and, you know, it could get ugly. But that offense so high-powered that you got to get the lead first. <laughs> like that, and you know, I might have to say, whoever get the phone first. <laughs> The other one going to, you got to get the lead first, bro. That's the whole key to the to the to the Chiefs. You got to get the lead first. You can hold them for a series or two, but when they get going, they get going. You know what I'm saying? And they already done put fear in people's minds, so people always if they get going. But these Cleveland Browns ain't no oh no at all. All right, they come back with the same offense and a few new weapons, all right? So this offense for the last half of the season was deprived of a great wide receiver and Odell Beckham Jr., who, when healthy, is arguably a top three receiver in the league and the most explosive receiver in the league, all right? All-around threat, all right? Um, He is now back. Baker Mayfield. Why y'all talking about Baker? Y'all always talking shit about Baker. All right. Baker Mayfield comes in. Second year in the system under Kevin Stefanski, who is the reigning coach of the year. Um, you know, this coaching staff, uh, this front office is has done a tremendous job in the offseason. Um, but Outside of Baker Mayfield, who I expect to have a very big year this year. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., as I was alluding to, is returning, fully healthy, ready to go. All right. He and his boy, Jarvis Landry, his best friend, is coming back. Jarvis is fully healthy. You know, last year he played through a lot of injuries, but, you know, he, he – he ain't got his body right. He's good this year, all right? And these two receivers, 
lead a receiving core that has Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins, and Anthony Swartz. All right? And I say this because people need to understand that it's a 17-game season now. 17-game uh, regular season. 18 weeks of football for the regular season. All right? And this a regular season, you get your chemistry, you run your plays, you you let you figure out what works that's gonna get you to the championship. And Baker Mayfield got a lot of options to throw to. So football, I I, I be trying to get people to understand football is about matchups. It's about matchups and being able to put people in position to maximize their strengths by putting them in the right matchups. Just bottom line. It ain't about what's conventional. Conventional does work when you just need to do simple shit. You know what I'm saying? But once the game flow get to going, you got to be able to manipulate the rules. And this is what separates the good coordinators and the good coaches from the great ones. Because they find their own way to manipulate the rules. So let me get you what I'm talking about. All right. This offense comes back with this receiving duo of Jarvis and Odell, who's arguably top five in the league, when healthy. All right. Baker Mayfield is the number one overall pick for a reason, who's now coming into the second year of the same system. All right. He has the top offensive line in the league. All right. Joe Batonio comes back. Jedrick Willis Jr., the rookie in his second year, comes back at left tackle. They hold down the left side. J.C. Treader, the uh, NFL PA president, coming in at center. Pro bowler, you hear me? Batonio, a pro bowler. We got Wyatt Teller, rated the best right guard in the league last year. Pro bowler here. We got Jack Cochran, former pro bowler. You know what I'm saying? At the right tackle. So him and Teller are holding down the right side, all right? Everybody know what they bring. They know what's going on. <clears throat> they know what these receivers bring. They know what's going on. But we also got the best running back system in the league, all right, which is led by Nicholas Chubb and Kareem Hunt, all right? This offense is outstanding, all right? And then when you add an emerging Donovan Peoples-Jones, a steady possession hand and Rashard Higgins. And then you add the speedster and Anthony Schwartz. I'm talking about the receiving core now. And Anthony Schwartz, who can stretch the field and help stretch the field alongside Odell Beckham. As speedsters, he runs a 426, 40. Okay? Now you can really take the top off defenses on both sides. So they got to play it safe. All right? But in this backfield, we got Dearness Johnson and Demetri Felton. All right? I ain't even got to the tight end unit yet. But just with this running game, and specifically to Anthony Schwartz and Demetri Felton, all right, these two guys are going to have an impact because I feel like these two guys should be the punt returner and kick returner. All right? You get these guys on your special teams, all right. Now they're matching what you might get from a Robinson and Harden uh, on the opposite side for Kansas City. All right. 
But our offense can run the ball, which is, is going to be a weakness for this Kansas City Chiefs defense. All right? Top line, top running game, that's easy. It's going to be about Baker, right? Well, Baker has two receivers that you cannot check one-on-one, right? Even if you say, okay, we got three and we bring in Donovan Peoples-Jones, that's cool, all right? But we got tight ends. We got arguably the best tight end room in the league. Austin Hooper, second year in the system, second year on the team coming over as a free agent from Atlanta. All right, David Njoku in his fifth year looking to earn a contract and looking real good through the preseason. Harrison Bryant, a fourth-round pick from last year, you know what I'm saying? And I mention all these players because all these players will play. Everybody plays. We don't run this, oh, it's got to go to him. We run matchups, all right? And when it comes to our offense, personnel for personnel against their defense, they can't check us all. Every time they got to move Honey Badger, you leaving somebody open. It don't even matter who's open. Anybody who catches the ball for the Browns offense is a rack potential. Okay? Anybody. All right? Odell catch it. He can juke you and break. So can Jarvis. So can Chubb. So can Hunt. So can Hooper. So can Njoku. So can Donovan Peoples-Jones. So can Demetri Felton. So can Swartz. All right? You will argue maybe not Higgins, but he's still going to get something because this is what he do. All right? And he play big plays. He make big-time plays in crunch time minutes. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they're going to try to rush us. Um, and, you know, I just feel like in this game, all Baker Mayfield has to do is just run the offense. But something this season that I would like to see from Baker Mayfield is the growing chemistry between him and his weapons. The ability to prognose a defense at the line, pre-snap, if you don't know what I mean, pre-snap, all right? See what's going on and be able to look at his, at his weapons and put them, in a, put them in a position to make a play. Like, you know, you come to the line, you go audible, and instead of running the play, we can run this quick screen to Odell. I can do this quick hand off the chub because they in the, in the messed up defense against our personnel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I can catch Jarvis on this quick snipe right quick on this down and out right quick because they playing him off crazy. That adds plays to your drive. This is what separates the good quarterbacks from the great quarterbacks. Because not only can they run the play right, but they can improvise and stretch the play. Being able to do that, you know, prolongs plays in the playbook. So so that way, you know, you don't go through a drive and you didn't already basically kind of ran through all your plays that you're going to kind of run for the game or at least most of your formations. Being able to do that keeps the defense off balance. And one thing I've seen in this preseason from Coach Stefanski and his offensive play calling is that he's expanded his playbook. And he's specifically running plays for his playmakers. Not just running offensive plays for his system, but he's specifically designing plays for his playmakers to be in a position to take advantage of the defense. 
And that type of play calling is what sets Andy Reid apart from all the rest of the offensive play callers. So Baker, ba- Baker Mayfield's ability to do that, and this is a pass-first offense that can lean on the run. I need people to understand that. This is a pass-first offense that can lean on the run. So you will see us go three tight ends or two tight ends, um, you know, with a fullback and a running back. You know, you might even see, bro, you could see two tight ends, a fullback, and two running backs. You could see the wishbone. Understand, we can run any formation in the playbook, any formation, and be successful. Because why? Our quarterback excels in spread. Our quarterback, Baker Mayfield, also excels in throwing on a run. He also excels on rolling out. He also excels on play action. What he hasn't had a chance to do and prove that he can excel in a, in a, in a consistent offense. All right? And this is a good chance for him to get some redemption. And we know Baker Mayfield all about redemption. Number one overall pick. Are we worried about can he excel? He's going to show you. Odell's going to bounce back. The the different type of motions they're going to run because they're going to be running some of them saying they're going to get Kansas City a dose of their own medicine, bro. All right? Now, it's possible it's going to be loud in Kansas City. All right? You know, they're going to be trying to prove that last year wasn't a fluke for them. All right? But – as I was just alluding to it, you know, their defense versus our offense, I don't even think this real really comparable. You know, all Mayor Mayfield got to do is run the plays and run the offense and look to take advantage of the defense. If he's looking to take advantage of the defense versus just looking to just not play bad, he going to be fine, bro, because he can play ball. He can make all the throws wherever they need to go. He got good ball placement. He got good touch. He got good accuracy. Him being a size he is don't mean nothing, all right? But the key and the shocker in this game will be the Cleveland defense versus the Kansas City offense, all right? Now, when I broke down Kansas City's offense, you know what I'm saying, you know, I broke them down for a reason. They have a line full of 6'6 players that are 300-plus pounds. Three of these guys are 330 pounds plus. At least one of them, 360. And they're athletic. You got to understand the type of wall that puts up, all right? This is why I want to go to the Cleveland Browns defensive line and the Cleveland Browns defense. All right, Cleveland Browns revamped this defense last year. All right, Sheldon Register, defensive tackle, he's out of here. Larry Ogunjobi, he's out of there. All right, uh, Olivier Vernon, he's out of here. All right, B.J. Goodson was our leading tackle at linebacker. He's out of here. Kevin Johnson, Terrence Mitchell, who held down the cornerback spots for most of the season, they're out of here, all right? Grant Pitt has returned from injury. He's good now. Greedy Williams has returned from injury. He's good now. Denzel Ward, he's still here. Ronnie Harrison Jr., he's still here, all right? But we added Jadavian Clowney opposite Miles Garrett. 
We added Malik Jackson at D tackle. Andrew Billings is back. All right. We signed a free agent, Malik McDowell. He's back. Uh, and he's looking really good. All right. Former second round pick. We drafted Tommy Togia, defensive tackle from, uh, from Ohio State. All right. Jordan Elliott. All right. In his second year, it's looking really good at defensive tackle. All right. We also signed Tag McKinley. All right. He's here. All right. So, and then we drafted Greg Newsom. All right. Out of Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? Six foot cornerback. And then we drafted Jeremiah Owusu Kermore. He's playing linebacker. And he's going to be in that, in that linebacker group with a guy, Anthony Walker Jr., all right, came over from the Colts on a one-year deal, all right? And then we still got Mac Wilson, Sione Takitaki, all right? Jacob Phillips will be here, but he's on IR for the year, all right? So this rebat defense, first test together, is against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm going to just give you my prediction off the top. I think the Browns are going to win this game. I think the score is going to most likely be somewhere around 35 to 31. Um, and I think Cleveland's defense is going to make a few plays that's going to keep Kansas City from having their spectacular finishes as usual. Uh, Cleveland's defense is going to show while when they all the way jail, this will make the Cleveland Browns an undoubted Super Bowl favorite and most likely a Super Bowl champion. Uh, you know, the name of the game on the Cleveland defense is attack and cover. Bottom line, we got to limit your space to run and having time to run and having time to pass, and we got to take away your receivers. That's how you play football. That is virtually what we do, all right? So I just want to talk a little bit about how I feel like it's going to be used, all right? This is how I see it going. I see the Browns using this formation a lot in this game. Miles Garrett at defensive end or being able to move anywhere on the defensive line he won't. You'll see Malik McDowell down there. You'll see Malik Jackson down there. You'll see Jordan Elliott down there. And you will see Jadavian County playing a little bit of like a linebacker, like a like a Sam linebacker in this game. And I'm going to tell you why. First off, Jadavian County does have his injury history, but he is very healthy this year. And you don't want to put no unnecessary pressure on him to prove a point for no reason because you need him for a whole 17 game. That defensive line, is 6'8 plus. Jadavian Clown is like 6'5, like 255, maybe 260. All right. He's going to have to do. Now, don't get me wrong. He's quicker than a lot of these guys. He's very strong. It's not a problem. But it's just not smart football to make him do that the whole game with that big ass line. It's just not smart. It makes no sense. All right, so Joe Woods will be better using Jadavian basically as a delay listen blitzing linebacker who can 
whose job is to completely stop the run and not allow the quarterback to escape the pocket. All right? He'll be able to do that while using Jeremiah Wusu Kawamoa, who I feel like will play get a lot of playing time, as a spy on the quarterback. He'll be able to play in the middle and play spy. Now, Jeremiah Wusu can play man-to-man. He can. And it'll be very much times in this game where he's going to play man-to-man. He's probably going to cover Travis Kelsey. Probably going to cover Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But having him as a spy, being able to use his athletic ability to, to basically spot a quarterback and mimic him everywhere we go as a moving missile who can catch, run, tackle, that's going to mess a lot of things up. Anthony Walker is a for sure tackler, so if he's in the game as well, you already know you got somebody behind your defensive line to go with um, to go with Jadavian Clowney to make sure nothing escapes. All right, but the key in that because if they do that, the key in that is your secondary. Grandel Pitt, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, and John Johnson. It's going to be crazy. Now, Joe Woods may do something like make John Johnson spy Patrick Mahomes as a thrower and use a linebacker to spy Patrick Mahomes as a person escaping the pocket. Just because Jeremiah can play, man, and you might want to do that. You know what I'm saying? But the pressure that Miles Garrett is going to get because Malik Jackson is 6'5", like 300. Malik McDowell, like 6'6", like 295. Jordan Elliott, like 6'4", like 310 or something, or like 290, 295, all right? Miles Garrett, like 6'4", 275. So to counteract them big-ass linemen, they going to need some weight down there just to help take up space. So that way, your little guys, you know, Jadavian, you know, who was a little littler than the rest of those guys, Miles, who was a little littler than the rest of those guys, can really manipulate the defensive line with their athletic ability, all right? This is this is a front that I feel like they're going to play a lot, or they should, because you could do so many things with the secondary. Just having those five guys attacking three defensive linemen with Miles on one side and Davian on the other side is a nightmare for any offensive line. There's no way five guys are going to check those five guys. No way, and that's what's going to cause problems. Now it's going to boil down to. Who can check who, all right? Can Denzel, and I believe, I know he will, but Denzel keep pace with Tyreek. Can the spy not get manipulated by Patrick Mahomes? Can we keep Patrick Mahomes limited? You know, can we get big plays, cause turnovers, which I think will be a big thing in this game. I expect Patrick and Tyreek to hook up for a touchdown. I expect Patrick and Travis Kelsey to hook up for a touchdown. 
Um, you know, I you know I, I could see either of them hooking up for two touchdowns. Just because I, I I respect those guys' game. And this defense is playing together for the first time. But the rest of that team, they gets nothing. All right. And because the Chiefs defense, I just don't believe in no way, shape, form, or fashion can stop the Browns offense. Not at full power on the first game. This is why I feel like the, the score gonna probably end up being like 35-31. Now it could end up a shootout and end up in the 40s, but I'm just gonna go 35-31, a good game. Uh, you know, probably gonna come down to the last quarter, uh, most likely. But you will see why this reback defense is really gonna be stellar. All right. You're gonna see why the Cleveland Browns are gonna make sure that the world knows that they're here and they're not for play. They're for championships. All right. So if you like the show, man, make sure you subscribe, like, follow. All right. I'm on all your streaming podcasts as well. I'm on a few of them, like Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. All right, follow, like, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports, with your boy D. Trent. I'm going to talk to you all later.